a large group of people Amen. since we, the Lord allowed us to, you know, close our ministry up a few years ago. <clears throat> so, and I do thank our pastor for um, the Lord allowing him, the Lord touching his heart, rather, to allow me to share with you this morning. I've ministered to the church several times in the past, but we have full-time ministry. And I tell you, uh, I'm so elated that many of the messages that I shared with you all, God has brought it to your remembrance. And you can remember some of the things. Amen. And I bless God for that because it wasn't, it wasn't me, but it was him who was speaking through me. Amen. So I'm hoping and praying that today as I shared this word, I, I'm, I'm really a teacher more so than a preacher. Amen. Our pastor, he's an awesome preacher, isn't he? Come on, let's give it up for our pastor. Pastor Paul Taylor and Pastor Leslie. They are awesome preachers, but the Lord just have anointed me to just be able to teach the word. And I pray that what I have to share through my notes today will be something that will change your life, change the direction of how you feel about God and what God is doing in your life. Amen. That's, that's my hope and prayer. Father, we just thank you today <clears throat> that as we sit around the throne of grace and mercy, we want you to just speak from these words to this morning, Lord, and exalt yourself through this word. Touch hearts, deliver people, heal, set the captives free on today, Lord. And let them know, Father, that it is all about you and you alone. So we give you praise today. We give you honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give God some praise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, guys, um, we have such an awesome pastors in this church, and I know you all love them, and I know you know them well. But, you know, our, our pastor um, started off on the first Sunday talking about faith. And I tell you, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a faith man. And sometimes I don't really act in faith, but I know that faith, it takes faith to, to really move God, to move the hand of God. Amen. And our pastor started this series, and I believe that the Lord put it on his heart to ask me to also join with him in this series on faith. And if you remember the first Sunday he spoke on, you do have faith. Y'all remember that? You do have faith. Amen. And the second Sunday, he talked about faith that won't, uh, faith that won't fail. Amen. <clears throat> so, guys, on today, I want to just talk with you all briefly and share some notes about active, enduring faith. Active, enduring faith. So, that's, that's the topic I'm going to talk about. Active and doing faith. I know that we have faith because God has given every one of us, what, a measure of faith. And that we know that faith don't fail. It won't fail us <clears throat> because we are not placing faith in ourselves, but we're placing faith in God. 
So I want to start off with this verse of scripture that Jesus, and I, I think the media team is going to show some, some scriptures, but I just, I, as the Lord was speaking to me, I was just reminded of this one scripture before the media team actually put up the scriptures. And it comes from the book of Mark, chapter 11, <clears throat> verse 22. And this should be a very familiar scripture because we know that um, Jesus was with his disciples and they were walking and Jesus cursed the fig tree. Y'all remember that? Yeah. Amen. Okay. So in, a, in the process of that, when Jesus cursed the fig tree, the fig tree died. Yeah. It didn't bear no fruit. Right. So Jesus ended up in verse 22 says, have faith in God. That's about, if you don't get nothing else from me today, if you don't get anything that I share with you from my notes, just have faith in God. That's the bottom line. Cherie, that's it. I can sit down right now. That's really what the message is. That's all the message is. Jesus just said to us, have faith in God. So, however, in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, they're probably going to show it in just a moment. Here's what the word says. It says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So that's, that's a simple statement. The only way I'm going to receive faith is that I got to continuously hear faith, hear the word of God, hear it all the time. Either I'm reading it or meditating on it or I'm watching it or I'm coming to church and hear our pastors talk about faith. And faith is, is just really about believing and trusting in God. That's basically what it means. So if we have faith by hearing the word of God, our faith is going to continue to grow and to build. Amen? Don't continue. And here's some, some information that I discovered. I discovered that the word faith occurs 247 times in the Bible. 247 times. And in 231 verses in the Bible. So you can see the amount of occurrence of the word uh, faith in the Bible must be very important to God. Amen. So if it's important to God, it has to be what? Important to us. Amen. Amen. So let me start today by defining what active enduring faith means. I think that's important. These words together are a combination to describe the kind of faith that acts upon the word of God as it is made clear. Now notice I said as it made clear. Because the more you read this word, the clearer it gets. The first time you read it, the second time you read it, you may not get the clarity. But the more you hear it, the more you read it, it begins to get clearer and clearer and clearer to you. And that's the first phases, rather, of us moving to the next levels of faith until we get to the active, enduring faith. Now, here's what James said. James 1, verse 22 and verse 25 through 25 says. It says, But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, 
Now remember Paul said, so then faith comes by hearing. James turned around says that I don't want to only hear the word, but I want to be what? A doer of the word. He says, uh, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goes his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. Wow. Isn't that powerful? So that means sometimes I can look at my, my face in the mirror and I can walk away and I can forget what I really look like. Amen. Because here is something that happens in the natural. You can see yourself in the mirror at 21. And the next time you really look at yourself, you're 50 years old. You forgot what you look like at 21. Now you see yourself at 50. My God, isn't that something? James says, but whosoever looketh into the perfect law of, of liberty and continuity therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. And the work simply means the word. I'm doing what the word says, amen. Said this man shall be blessed in his deed. Webster states, the word active means to engage in action or activity. So I got to be doing something. Amen. The word enduring means the ability to withstand hardships faster, adversities, or stress. To remain firm under suffering conditions or misfortunes without yielding. Glory to God. To undergo without giving in. Anyone wanted to quit before? Amen. When, when we're talking about active enduring faith now, we're talking about going to another level. I can't quit. I can't give in now. So the word faith simply means to confide in. To be secure without uh, fear. To flee for refuge. It means ought to take shelter in, to put faith in, to stay or rest on, to believe or take one at his word. So if someone gives me their word, mother, I should, should be able to take them at their word. I got faith in what you say. Amen. It means to rely upon the promise of another. And to put absolute trust in, in God without any questioning or doubt as to his faithfulness. Amen. Glory to God. Mm -mm -mm. So people of God, when we combine these definitions, active, enduring, and faith together, they mean to actively withstand hardships while undergoing stress. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Undergoing stress now, and we all go through phases of stress without giving up. They also mean to immerse 
cover over, plunge yourself into a deeper and a more intimate, personal faith in God. I got to go deeper into God. Amen. Hallelujah. Because I want my faith to remain. So I got to be ready and willing to immerse myself into God. Not the situation, but into God. In other words, to immerse yourself, to continually go deeper into an active and doing faith in God where you can not only enjoy his love and his peace, but can withstand hardships, adversities, stresses, and misfortunes. You know we go through misfortunes in life. But I, I got to stand on having faith in God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Faith must become a lifestyle for believers. Amen. Let me say that again. Faith has got to be a lifestyle. We got to always be operating in faith. I know it's difficult sometimes when adversities and the enemy is coming against us. It seems like, you know, I can't stand in faith. You know, my faith is weaned and I, I you know, but that's got to be a lifestyle. So as we move from place to place, as we graduate from faith to faith to faith, we are now moving towards that active, enduring faith. Means that I can withstand whatever's going on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let me make this point. First and foremost about faith. Nothing is logical about having faith. <laughs> Nothing is logical. So if you want to use logic, then you're using the wrong tool. <laughs> you cannot use carnal knowledge, Pastor, or man's logic to understand the power and the force of faith. A good example is found in Matthew chapter 14, verse 28 and 29. And I, I know you've heard many, many times preachers preach about this, this topic. It says, and Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. Glory to God. And he, Jesus, said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to Jesus. Isn't that powerful? It took faith to do that. When Peter stepped out of the boat church, his carnal knowledge said that this is impossible to walk on water because it is not logical for man to walk on water. Isn't that the fact? It's not logical for you to do that. Faith in Jesus, on the other hand, says, Come. That's what faith says. Come. Logic, on the other hand, says, see all that water? <laughs> That's impossible. See all the impossibilities of getting that house you want, getting that car. You see all the, all the, pos the, the, the negative things that can happen. But faith says, look at Jesus instead. That's what active enduring faith means. And, and, and when you're looking at the different adversities and difficulties and stresses, we got to see Jesus. Amen. We got to be looking at him. 
Just think for a moment, if Peter had continued to focus on Jesus, he could have walked all across the whole entire ocean. It was faith that enabled Peter to walk on water just like Jesus did, not logic. So if we try to use our logic, guys, we're going to definitely fail. Here's what Peter, uh, Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5, 7. Very familiar scripture. He says, for we walk by faith and not by what? Sight. We walk by faith. It's a faith journey. It's a lifestyle. It's a continuous day-to-day living in faith, doing those things in faith. If we study our Bible, we find in the King James Version, and I know we are familiar with this verse of scripture, in Hebrews chapter 11, chapter 11, verse 1. We're very familiar with this. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That's what faith is. It's the substance of something I'm hoping for, but I cannot see it. However, in the Amplified Version, it says, now faith is the assurance. I'm assured of the thing. It's a confirmation. Glory to God. It's the title deed. When I get a title deed to my house, I got that thing. So I know that I have it because now I have the title deed. It says, it's uh, the title deeds of things we do not see and the conviction of their really reality, real reality faith rather, perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to my senses. In other words, I already got the promise. My senses don't have nothing to do with this. I got the promise from God that I have eternal life. Amen. For me, guys, that was something awesome. Because I know even though this body might die, but I'll never die. You see, one thing that I always and maybe many of you always were concerned about is that when you die, your existence is totally gone. You no longer exist. But because of the promise and the assurance and the title deed that I have from God, I know for sure that after this flesh dies, I'm going to live eternally, mother. Now I, I, I feel good now that I can live the balance of this life out because I know I'm never going to die, Clay. <laughs> Glory to God. Another version, here's what another version says. It says, now faith is a well-grounded assurance of that which is hoped and a conviction of the reality of things which, do not, which we do not see. Still another version says, now faith is an, an assumption of what is being expected, a conviction concerning matters which do not, which are not being observed. Now faith then is a union. Listen to this carefully. Faith is a union of assurances and convictions. I'm assured of, of God's promises and I'm convicted 
that his promises is going to come true. Why? Because I'm basing it on my faith in him. Amen. <clears throat> so, faith is really a union of assurances and conviction. The counting or reckoning a thing done as though it were already done, Pastor. Faith does not have to see before it believes. I don't have to see it before I believe. It laughs at impossibilities. And all circumstances that may be contrary to it and count that thing done that is asked God for. I count it as done. When I was in the hospital and going through uh, a collapsed lung, man, I had to stand on my faith, man. Really. Because it never happened before. And so now I had to make, I had to really, really stand firm on the faith I had that when I, when I confess the word that God is a healer, and by his stripes I'm already healed, when I confess those words, I had to stand on that faith that I was already healed. Amen. And praise God. Look at me now. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So faith is important, man. Hallelujah. Praise God. Faith is important. <clears throat> our faith is also connected to our prayer life. Mm -hmm. And the two must work together. They got to work together. So as I'm praying, I got to stand on the faith that I have in the Lord because I know that's my guarantee. So then, if all of these things are true about what faith is, then what is not faith? What is not faith? Faith is not feelings. Can I get a witness? <laughs> that ain't what I feel. It's not feelings that our prayer is answered. Faith says, my prayer has been already answered. That's what faith said. It's already been answered. Faith is not swayed to believe God only when things seem possible and is not uh, moved to waver on questions in the least when things seem to go contrary to what has been said or asked of God. So I, gotta, I can't be swaying back and forth. That's a double-minded man. Well, I believe today. I don't believe tomorrow. That's swaying back and forth. So when we know that if we're swaying back and forth and double-minded, we can't get nothing from God. <laughs> it constantly, this is what faith does, it constantly plugs right along, counting the impossible as possible, counting as done the things that are not seen. And counting the things that are not as though they were. Glory to God. The Apostle Paul said that he expressed true faith as an attribute of God. This is one of God's attributes. He said in Romans 4.17. I know they're going to probably put that. Romans 4.17. He says, as it is written, <clears throat> I have made thee a father of many nations. He's talking about Abraham now. Before him whom he believed, even God, who quickens the dead 
and call those things which be not as though they were. So since I'm talking to Christian believers on today, the average Christian who seeks to ex exercise faith depends upon what he or, sees, he or she sees, guys. They depend on what they see, <clears throat> what they hear, and what they feel. Testimonies by Christians concerning faith are usually expressed in connection with feelings and emotions. Oh, I feel like I've been healed today. I feel like I'm saved. All of these are operating based on the senses, the five senses we have. Now, here's what sense faith is to read. Sense faith is based upon physical evidence or upon the emotions and feelings of the soul. All who take this road as a basis of faith will sooner or later be deceived. Mm -hmm. Faith should be based upon the word of God. Regardless of any sense knowledge or feeling evidence. It's based on only on the word of God. Only on this word is my faith is based on. So let me give you a few examples about feeling faith. Some Christians are constantly looking to feelings as to whether they, their prayer has been heard or not. Isn't that a fact? That's a fact. They based it on the feeling whether I feel that the Lord heard my prayer. If they happen to feel good or if something happens and encourage them, they think that it's easier to believe. But if reverse comes and feelings take flight, these same Christians are in the depth of despair, Pastor Taylor. They get discouraged. They're in despair that maybe God didn't hear my prayer. <laughs> With feeling faith, they are quick to accuse God of being unfaithful and untrue to his word. If they don't go that far, Pastor Taylor, they are quick to imagine that it was not God's, his plan for me. So God can't grant me what I've been asking him for because I feel that God didn't hear my prayer. They become satisfied to go on without what God has plainly promised them. They keep on going, moving forward. Here's what Hebrews 6, uh, 11, verse 6 says. Very familiar scripture. It says, but without faith, but without faith. In other words, I can't go based on my feelings. I can't go based on my senses. I got, it says, the Lord says, but with our faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh must believe that he is a rewarder of them that diligently, I got to stay in faith, I got to diligently seek him all the time. Faith has not the slightest relationship with feelings and sense evidence. No relationship at all. At the time when men think that they have all the faith in the world because of feelings, they have the least in the world. Amen. Uh-huh. 
That's when you get the least amount of faith, when you're feeling. And when they think that they have the least, they have more faith than at any other time in their lives. Because it is not about the feelings. Not about it at all, guys. Amen. Amen. Many Christians are surprised to get answered prayers because when they pray, they thought that their faith was nothing. Have you ever been that way? You pray, it seems like nothing is happening. Nothing is going on. You don't, you know, it's no emotional feelings there, and God seemed like he ain't saying nothing to you. Yeah, anybody been there? I'm, the, I'm just, hey, this is me now. I'm ta- this is really for me, guys. <laughs> this message pr- really is for me. But I've been to these places where I prayed and seemed like nothing happens. And I go for days, sometimes praying over the same thing several times. Anybody been there? Praying over the same thing several times, man. That seemed like nothing is going on. My Lord. We should not believe that we are healed because the pain is gone. Anybody been there? Oh, I'm praying to God. I know I'm healed now. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Or that we are saved because we feel as we've been forgiven. We should not think that our prayers are answered because things are working out that way. Instead, we should always maintain faith because what the word of God says is basically, I keep going back, it's really about this word of God. You see, so based on what the word of God says, that's how I maintain my faith. Daily I got to get into the word or be praying the word or hearing the word and that helps me to maintain my faith. Because it's so easy to slip out of it, Joe Johnson. Easy to slip out of faith. The word, the word of God should have first place in our lives instead of our senses. All basing of faith upon what we have done. Anybody thought that, you know, based on what you've done, how well we live or what experience we have had will lead to failure answered prayer. God does not answer prayers, guys, upon those grounds. He answers prayers solely on the grounds of grace and faith in him and his word. That's what he answers prayer. Solely on his word. And my faith in him and his word. That's, that's what God answers prayer. Here's what true faith is. True faith is not trusting in our goodness and in the faith of another man. It must be an active in doing faith in in God and in his word. Many of us today continuously go about seeking someone else who have prayer and who can get a prayer answered for us. Pastor, pray for me. Because I believe that pastor could get a prayer through. But I'm not seeing that I could get a prayer through to God by having faith in God. Y'all with me? So I don't have to depend on the, on the Pope or one of them to pray for me. 
I could pray for myself. <laughs> this may work temporarily to get the pastor to pray for it. It might work temporarily as I'm learning about God and his word. But if we do not properly learn and develop an active, enduring faith that refuses to be denied, we shall eventually revert to doubt and unbelief. Well, my prayer didn't work. My faith is not working. And we will be satisfied with a modern theory that answer prayer is not for everyone. Prayer, prayer don't work for everybody. This, this may work temporarily. Mm. Here's the plan. The plan that will pay off for us is that of having active, enduring faith in God. That's faith in Jesus Christ, faith in the Holy Spirit, faith in the Word of God, faith in the atonement, and total consecration to believe God regardless of anything that may hinder my prayer. I got totally, in other words, I'm simply saying to you that anything that may hinder my prayer, you know, sometimes things will hinder your prayer. You're in the midst of prayer and the phone rings. Or somebody starts talking to you. You're in the midst of prayer. But I, I got to have total uh, confidence in my active, enduring faith in God. No matter what happens, I got to continuously believe in the word of God and through Christ Jesus. The right plan is not talking about faith. Y'all know folks talk about faith all the time? Mm-hmm. Or the need of it. <laughs> you know, I, I, I need more faith. I need more faith. Y'all heard that before, I need more faith. We have said that, you know, I really need more faith in that area. But the actual, it's not, the, the, the plan now is not talking about it or talking about needing it, but the actual exercise of faith. I got to, ex I got to work my faith. I can't be talking about it. <laughs> Later for the talking, I got to exercise my faith. Simple faith in the word, regardless of feelings and circumstances, are never possible to the man who lives only in the realm of the senses. He believes only what he can see, feel, smell, or hear to be possible. Only operating in the sense realm. Here's what, um, in Matthew chapter 8, Matthew chapter 8, you're going to love this verse of scripture. Now here's a man operating solely on the word of God. In Matthew chapter 8, verse 5 through 10, it says, And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion, beseeching him, and saying, Lord, my, my servant lies at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. Now notice the centurion. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that thou should come unto, unto my roof 
but speak the word only. And my servant shall be healed. Just say it. Glory to God. So sometimes we speak the word only by faith and things happen. Now notice what happened. He said, now, for I'm a man under authority. I know the power of what the word can do. He said, I have soldiers under me, and I say unto one, go. I'm just saying go. What? And he goeth. <laughs> Glory to God. And to another come, and he cometh. And my servant do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them, that followed. He said, notice this fellow here. Glory to God. He said, verily I say unto you, I have not seen or found rather so great faith not even in Israel. It take, he said, just speak the word. So when we come and we come to church on Sunday, guys, and we sit up under the word of God, all we need for the man of God is just speak the word. Just speak the word over my situation. Just speak the word over what God has said. So that, so that man demonstrates the fact that he was operating in active, enduring faith. He said, no matter what's going on, he said, all you do is just speak that word. As people of God... Let me share with you just a few of the kinds of faith mentioned in the Bible. Just a few of them. Starting with common faith, strong faith, great faith, unframed faith, and ending with active, enduring faith. So that no one leaves here today not understanding what faith is. That's the objective. I don't want you to leave here today without understanding what faith means and how to operate in it. We got some awesome pastors here. And they share week after week different dimensions of the word of God. But we got to have faith in what that word says. So when we walk out of these doors and we're facing the world situation, we got to believe that God is still sitting on the throne no matter what happens over in Germany or the other countries. Or the other cities or states. We got to believe and hold to our faith that God is still in charge. He's still in charge of the situation on my job. When I'm going through. When the folks on my job don't like me. And they're talking about me. I got to still believe by faith that God has a purpose and a plan for me on this job. So... Church, these are the kinds of faith that I believe will be helpful to us in our daily walk from beginning faith to living by faith and finally the kind of faith we all should have desire for is that active, enduring faith. Now here very briefly as I get ready to close, my time is running out. Here's common faith. This is the faith that is common to all men who claim to be Christians. That's a common faith. It is common because of the few uh, commonly accepted truths held more or less by all Christians, such as belief in Christ Jesus as my Savior. 
That's common to all believers, right? Amen? And also eternal life. That should be a common thing. Here's strong faith. Strong faith, this is faith. This uh, faith is the kind of faith that refuses to be uh, defeated. I refuse to be defeated because of my strong faith. It refuses to take no for an answer. It laughed at all circumstances, symptoms, all outward appearances, and what is seen, heard, or felt. And it constantly holds to the fact that what has been asked of God has been granted. That's strong faith. I'm holding on to this thing. This is the kind of faith all believers should have and could have if they would only persuade themselves that God is true to his word. No doubt an unbelief of what God has said. God is true to whatever he has said in his word. He is true to his word. Glory to God. Let let me share the scripture. In Romans chapter uh, 4, verse uh, 19 through 21. Listen to this. It says, and being not weak in faith, talking about Abraham, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able to perform. Hallelujah. Praise God. God is able to perform what he has promised us. We got a bank on that, Pastor. He's able to do it. <clears throat> Glory to God. Here's what great faith says. Great faith, this is true, uh, this is true unwavering faith that will always move God to answer according to his abundant promises. God is going to always move according to his promise. Oh, that's when, that's when great faith kicks in. Because I know he going to always move forward. So I'm going to skip some of these scriptures, guys, because my time is running out. But unframed or sincere, genuine faith. That's another level of faith. This faith is the kind that knows no hypocrisy, sham, or counterfeit. <laughs> it is the kind that does not brag or put on an outward show. That it is real. It is simply genuine and real and sincere in every aspect. It proceeds out of a pure heart and from a real, and rather from a good conscience as stated in the scripture. Let me give you this one scripture in 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 5. 1 Timothy 1 5. Notice what it says. It says that now the end of the commandments is charity out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith unframed. Now lastly, is this, this is the last uh, type of faith. 
is active, enduring faith. Here's what this means. This is the kind of faith that acts upon the word of God as it is made clear. As the word is being made clear, I'm acting on it day by day. James says in James 3.18, here's what James 3.18 says. It says it this way. It says, yea, a man may say, thou hast faith, and I have works. In other words, let's shift the word works to word. In other words, you might have faith, and I have the word. Show me your faith without the word. Without, in other words, the word means that I got to act upon the word. Show me your faith without acting upon this word. And I will show thee my faith by my works or by the word. As Christians, we have faith to give, uh, uh, to get anything from God. We should have that faith. As long as faith is pure, purely mental, and passive no action will be taken to obey the truth. As people of God, we must get beyond that stage of hearing and into the act of doing what God says before we can have miraculous results. We got to do it. So week after week, we got to do it. Active, enduring faith moves to obey every truth of God to the letter and to appropriate what God has promised. It acts as if the things that were not seen are reality. It is quick to provide action to prove what it is sincere and obedient. Active enduring faith, as I close with this, active enduring faith can be developed into a mighty living force that will know no defeat. We can know that we are masters of all demonic powers and circumstances through Jesus Christ. We no longer need to be a slave to fear, timidity, weakness, failures, sicknesses, poverty, helplessness, despair. We can be conquerors in everything wherein we have suffered defeat. Here's what Jesus said. He says um, in Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 through 8, here's what he said. He says, ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and ye shall find. I got to put action to it. I got to seek it out. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh and he, he that uh, seeketh findeth. So to him that knocketh, it shall be opened unto him. So finally, church, as I close with this, we are not to be merely hearers only. Let me say that again. Not hearers only, not coming here Sunday after Sunday, just hearing what the word says. We are not deceiving ourselves when we act upon the word. Even though you don't have that feeling even though it, it's, you know, you don't have the sense realm moving, but we got to act upon what the word says. It will be confirmed for it is the truth. Believe me, that's a, that's a fact. 
Our faith must be in a living, active, enduring faith, not merely a mental, passive faith. Something that all, that anyone can, can have. We are in Christ Jesus, and as children of God and heirs of the kingdom of God, we have the authority to act on the word of God. We are fruit bearers. So we have to produce fruit for the kingdom of God. So my advice to you guys is that let's get busy. And start living an active, enduring faith lifestyle according to his word and the kingdom of God. We can live as overcomers. That's the bottom line. All of these obstacles and all the senses and all of that, we could live above that. We can become overcomers of whatever adversity through the word of God based on an active, enduring faith. Active, enduring faith. You know, there may be somebody here today that was just saying, you know, I, I, I received that message, Pastor. I received all this week about faith.